Hello and welcome to the next edition of this Harrington Star podcast. Whether it's Fintech Focus TV you're listening to or our diversity and inclusion specials, we hope you're enjoying the shows and please do subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the People of Fintech podcast series. We're here today to celebrate the wins, raise awareness of the challenges and walk the walk for change across the entire industry. Hutton Henry is here today, and he's the CEO of Beyond M&A, a technology company that helps their clients increase their value of their investments by ensuring they follow a people-first approach. So Hutton, welcome. Thank you, Nadia. Um, so it would be a fantastic if you could open up by telling us your journey to your current position. Yeah, sure, sure. So uh, effectively, I, it's quite neatly in three chunks of 10. So yeah. 10 years working as permanent uh, for Baldmo's company, then 10 years uh, as a freelancer, and then the last 10 years running my own small business. Amazing. Yeah, so it's all come together from there. Um, and effectively, um, what happened in the first 10 years is I uh, effectively was given a job uh, where I could go on and, and just see the world. It was amazing. Oh. So the experience there at Ford allowed me as a young kid to go yeah. and learn everything. So it became a real foundation for what I do today, really. Um, and then in the freelance piece, as most freelancers would know, you're able to get out and see how other companies operate and do things. So being able to see how different cultures and people you know, work together and impacted by, com uh, by technology. Mm. And then the last sort of 10 years has been making a lot of mistakes as I build a business. I continue to make them every day, um, but effectively we've built this business all around people and tech. Well, I mean, already you are saying so many buzzwords that I love, <laughs> but learning sure. different experiences, making mistakes, it's yeah. everything that I stand for in terms okay. of helping people get better. So tell us a bit about um, Beyond, uh, what does Beyond do and, and what are the values? Yeah, sure. So. Um, we basically do two main things. The core of the business uh, is really helping strategic buyers and private equity mm -hmm. with their M&A integration projects. Mm -hmm. So we, we like to say we help them acquire, divest and merge with confidence. So that's the, nice. the core piece. Um, and what's spun off from that, um, based I guess on personal experience, is this whole focus on people. So we, we run this whole business, uh, this side of the business where we work with technology leaders to help wake up their tech teams, you know, go in and see what's happening with their teams today and help them increase their communication, self-awareness and overall their productivity. Wow, so you, w you wake up teams for self-awareness, communication, And, and then ultimately productivity. That's amazing. Um, so this people-first approach, it's something that we've, we've mentioned a number of times already. Yeah. Where did that actually come from? It, it's down to one particular experience. Um, so effectively, I, I mean, my first M&A integration project was over 25 years ago, yeah. and it's when Ford bought Jaguar, and the project almost failed and, and almost brought down the production line, and we fixed the problems. You know, and when I looked at it uh, with my boss, uh, what really happened was this lack of engagement from the business and the technology staff. The technology staff were really worried about their jobs and the business were really concerned around the, you know, the, the integration and what it meant for them. So from there, it became a real theme for my, my project work, if you like, and anything I did in tech. And I was very lucky as well that in my freelance days, a couple of um, major companies asked me to look at their tech teams, which was really quite bizarre because I was, uh, was hands-on then. 
and I said, well, can you come in and, and assess what we're doing, uh, including the managers that were managing me? Uh, so this was That's great. That's very interesting. It was brilliant. What an opportunity. It was great. And, and one of them was a retail bank, and they allowed me to, to, to put together this, um, with, with the help of one other person, we put together a strategy, and they put it into place. Wow. So from there, I was like really excited from that. So. so you've just had so much experience of seeing other businesses, how they've done things, yeah. and also that Jaguar Ford thing, like being able to see where if you don't manage people's expectations, look, look how much extra work you need to give yourself. Yeah, yeah. Um, I understand. Okay, definitely people first. So diversity of thought is it's something that's really important to me, and we've spoken about that in the past. T tell me your thought, your thoughts on. on yeah, that. I mean, it's, do you know what I mean? It's common sense that we need to be different in the office or in the workplace. Mm. I think most of us would know that. Um, we've been quite lucky in the last sort of 18 months or so because we've worked with just under 400 people in, in the people tech assessment and we came up with this, this number by accident. It's a bit of data that shows specifically in tech teams that we hire people of exactly the same type mm. and the number is 90.27%. It's a phenomenal number. And so if you look at, you know, this this real sort of disconnect between between the teams that are exactly the same in thinking who will hit analysis paralysis, that's what they're gonna do if they feel the same. And and they're working with a business that wants them to innovate and change and you know, look you know, look at the bottom line impact. So if you've you've got to be able to use that data to be able to say, right, okay, well, we need to change how people naturally use their strengths. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's really how I got into that. I mean, it's just through the years of assessing teams. And I should say that, I mean, I, we, we set up like there's three of us that do psychological assessment of people. And it's, so it's quite sort of you know, ingrained, I guess, in what we do. Mm. So. Mm. That, that's really interesting because I think um, that stat as well, 90.27. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's an incredible stat. It's yeah. pretty much everybody is just hiring hiring what they see in the mirror yeah. um, and, and actually turning that into analysis paralysis. Well, it makes sense when you say it like that. Yeah. Like, of course, we're going to hit hurdles if we're all the same person. Exactly. And we look at things the same way. We need, we we need someone else back. who can yeah. think about it slightly differently. So there's a lot that you do um, with regards to rewarding the right behaviours and creating that within a team when perhaps it's not there to start with. Can you yeah. tell us how you do that? Yeah, I mean, I'd be a little bit controversial on it, really. Because, Ooh, uh, <laughs> because I think, really, it's, I mean, we look for people's natural strengths. So what can they do naturally? So we might find, you know, some coder that's been left in the corner uh, and uh, he's just a developer. And actually, if we speak with them, we'll get an opportunity. We might have found, like in one example, that they used to be a teacher. So they've got the ability to present and actually talk for this, the team. So for us, we think actually the first reward is putting people in exactly the right job. And because if you do that first as their first layer, then they're going to overperform they're going to outperform the, their expectations. They're going to love what they do, not in a WeWork way, but just literally, you know, they're, <laughs> they're going to love their work. I really appreciate <laughs> you said not in a WeWork way, yeah. But, yeah. you know, and then, and then the last thing really is then they're going to be happy. The team's going to be happy. The company's going to be yeah. happy with everything. So if you take the sort of data that we get, then we can sort of chop it up. And, yeah. I, I, you know, it's that whole thing, which we believe, which is to architect the team. So you, you need to... Look, design the team before you go on to any transformation. So, and in terms of reward, then the next thing from there is, is to allow people to learn. 
So, you know, give them opportunities, let them learn things that might not be in their normal way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. An example is like our COO, um, tech backgrounds, just finished the CIPD. You know, and it's just like, why do we have to be stuck in certain ways? We, we are made for learning and why not celebrate that? Mm. So. Well, I think that's fantastic. I, I love what you say about making sure people are in the right job for them. Yeah. So we say here internally at Harrington Star, make sure that people are on the in the right seats on the bus. Yeah, okay, yeah, um, absolutely. So, and we're yeah. constantly thinking, okay, um, who, like, what are people's strengths and how can we best use them? Um, so even even myself, like I'm identified as the people person, which yeah, is obviously yeah. why I love this podcast <laughs> so much. Um, and, we're, and we're looking at what bits of, of my job am I perhaps not the best at, whereas another person on, in our board, that's what they love yeah, doing. Sure, sure. Um, so, you know, there's, there's so many examples we can go into that, but it's, it's great that that's what you're encouraging for encouraging people to do within tech because yeah. one, one element of a job isn't, isn't the whole of a person. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, so right now, what would you say your advice to the industry is about how, how, how companies can better achieve their goals? Like if you have any yeah. top tips. Sure, I've, I've got three. So, um, so the first thing is actually something I've learned recently. I mean, I've mentored for many years, mm -hmm. but um, and I'm sure lots of companies do mentoring and buddy systems, etc. But one thing we've been testing that's working really well is, is limited time mentoring because the, the most... Um, one of the most difficult things we've seen is that mentees don't ask for enough help and the mentors are too busy. So if you stay a, a significant, like, sorry, a specific time, so maybe you're, you're going to give them three months maximum rather than open-ended relationship, then it fires both sides to work much better and they get much better results from that. So I think that's my first tip would be to even consider it. Um, the second one, is, is, I mean, it sounds quite obvious, but I can give you an example, is, uh, you know, take advice from the coalface. Yeah, so, so, you know, it's great to do, and we all love our flat structures and things, but, you know, are we actually going to genuinely listen to people? Uh, and that means, I, it's a Google term of the hippos, the highest paid person in the office, get rid of them and let everybody have an equal turn in how something is designed or put together. Uh, so. An example I'd give you there is we've just come back from working with a brilliant company and they they put all this effort into people and we ran this exercise on four of their tech teams and effectively got them to run a, a, a build of something outside of tech. So we got them to build a train um, with, with this whole, we had it filmed, we had everything under oh, pressure. I love this. And then, and then we, we observed everything they did and the team that did the best um, had the people on the coalface, so the builders, actually reporting back to the lead designers, etc., to to actually um, provide the questions from their end. So it wasn't top down and you must do this. Mm. It was actually both ends communicating really well. So I'd suggest that. Yeah, great. Um, and the last one, and it's probably if you don't mind mentioning the website. And things, yeah, of but, course. Okay, well. We've got um, a scorecard uh, on our site and it's, a, it's specifically for tech teams. Um, and what you can do is you, you answer 25 or so questions and it gives you some um, a scoring based on hiring, culture, um, innovation, and, and, and it sort of and, and allows you to see you know, areas that you might be able to improve. So it covers lots of areas to start a discussion really with your team. And allows you to see where you're at. Yeah. So I know immediately after this conversation, I'm going to be doing that scorecard. <laughs> 
when I post this podcast, I will make sure there's a link to that scorecard as well, so everyone can get Thank involved, you. and you'll probably get um, inundated with <laughs> no, no, people no, asking a, questions if you're okay with yeah, that. Of course, yeah. um, so for my final question then, what is next on the horizon for you and yeah, beyond? Or two, what's beyond? Yeah, what's there beyond beyond? Mm. Um, so there's two things exciting. So next year's around, I know you guys have done this, a trade mission out to New York, so we're gonna go out and start. On the M&A side, it just makes sense. But I'm really passionate about the people side. Um, so I and and as you as you probably know, I wrote a book called People First. Mm. And um, but I realised that people haven't got time to read. So my next thing, which I'm working on and I've got an artist in, is to write a graphic novel around what we do with tech teams to oh, show how, how you can do things. So yeah, it's really cool. So I found an amazing artist. So. Oh, that's I cannot cool. wait until that's out. Yeah, I will definitely you. buy that, download <laughs> it or whatever needs. And I will, when that does come out next year, I'll make sure we do a repost of this podcast oh, very so that we get a load of people <laughs> looking <laughs> at fine. it as well. That's really exciting. Yeah, thank you. Um, so look, thank you so much for joining me on today's um, People of Fintech podcast series. I'm really excited about the fact that you put people first and actually you've given us a how to put people first as well. Because mm -hmm. there'll be loads of companies that are listening today thinking, well, we'd like to do that. We want to start a, a wellness initiative or, mm. or a better communication or a management expectations, but we're not sure how to. Yeah. I think you've given us a lot of tasters. Um, but of course, everyone listening, if you've got more questions for Hutton, please get in touch with him. He'll be tagged to the bottom of this post as well. And Hutton, thank you very much for joining thank us so today. Thank you so much, Nadia. Thank you.